Okay, you ready to do a podcast? Or do you want to keep talking about Britney Spears? We can. I'm fine with either. I've been, I am I've been, too. That's the weird <laughs> thing. The weird thing is we're kind of like, I mean, is that sounding pretty good? I mean, that seems like a good use of our time, right? Yeah. Swing. We should do a podcast on that's just like you could never get. And it's just you calling talent agencies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I'm See Scott who could, Storm. And what are you with? Nope, just me. It's Scott Storm. I want to interview Tom Cruise. And what are you with? Just I'm with me. I would like to have Tom Cruise over for lunch. Yeah. And I just want to know, does he have any dietary restrictions? And uh, what company are you with? I told you. I'm with Scott you. Storm, I'm with the Scott person, Storm. which is me, who's having lunch I today. I am Scott Storm. That's what I'm trying to tell you. I'm eating lunch today, and I'd like to do it with Tom Cruise. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every Ladies day. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Disneyland, the happiest place on earth. It's time to throw down, y'all. Have you thought about a visit to Disneyland during your vacation? Waste time with your friends when your chores are done. Disneyland is the happiest place on earth. Join the happy people of all ages. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. The happiest country on earth. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Bob's and Banthas, a podcast about Disneyland, Star Wars, and all the other things the Disney company owns that we love. On this episode, we're talking about fans' reaction to Disneyland's reopening plans, Star Wars deep cuts make their way to Disney+, Plus. We take a quiz on whether we qualify as Disney nerds. And in our main segment, we continue to ride high off the WandaVision finale to take a trip into the back of the vault and look at another Marvel Studios TV show, The Inhumans. My name is Scott Storm, and with me, my brother on the mic, the Blackagar Boltagon of podcasting, Absolute Aaron Robbins. Hey! Hey! Blackagar, that's not his full name, is it? It's just Black Bolt. Wow. All right. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into Welcome it. Welcome to episode 51, almost a year of podcasting almost. together. Very consistent. Almost every week. We only missed a week, maybe. We took a week off for the holidays. That's appropriate. Who wouldn't grant us that? Super excited. We got Very to have excited. a little uh, little uh, preview of our of our big 52 episode yeah. with the uh, creative director of Marvel-themed entertainment. Brian Crosby. Got to spend a few minutes with him this afternoon. What was that like for you? You were on the call before I jumped on the call. Here's what I like about Marvel and all this, the people we get to interview is yeah. that like in a lot of industries, the, pe- the people are going to the job. When you, when you have, they're just right. going to the job. When you have somebody that works That's at Marvel, yeah, yeah, they're they're all fans of it themselves, and yeah. so it's it was fun for me to to, to talk and and to to get to know and get ready for the for the podcast, but also to see that like there's a fan, there's like the fan, there's like the job guy, there's the professional, and I love that of the Imagineers and people we've talked to. There's always that level of super professional, yep, super high artistic, uh, either you know ability to comment on or look at, and then there's this fan in there, and I like that. It's fun. Probably the reason why neither you and I have worked for uh, the company at that level. Because we would just be fan first yeah, and, uh, yeah, and professional second, maybe professional. It's sometimes. your office. You can go into it. I'm like, I don't want, I don't want to. I'm Who's so in there? Whose seat is that? It's your seat. You sit there. I'm like, I can't even believe it. I, can't, I brought all my comic collection. Can yeah. I get it signed today? Can I get it signed by me? It's can like, I get you, signed? you work there. We're going to actually need you to start your job. You got to get out of the hallway. <laughs> this is so cool. <laughs> can, I, can I take another picture? I can't believe I'm here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So maybe. But it was fun. It was fun. It's I'm really great. looking forward to episode 52 uh, in which we will talk to Brian Crosby. It's going up. The numbers are going up. Time to podcast now. What do you want to do on this episode? How's your week been going? My week has been fantastic. Right on. Just fantastic. I swung a sledgehammer a lot over the weekend. I heard. Uh, I heard as, about that. As you you know, what I've is been the name of your uh, What is the name of your sledgehammer? 
Cecilia. Okay. Yeah, Cecilia and I went out for a couple days. Can only you hold it, or is every, everybody's able to hold that sledgehammer? Oh, I think anybody's able to hold it. Okay, so it's uh, not a test of. But you probably work. get a splinter, really bad splinter. There's gotcha. a certain way that you hold it so you don't get splinters. Gotcha. Uh, I, I got a nasty splinter. Did you really? Yeah, Cecilia bit me for sure. Wow. It was, uh, but that's you know that's the way it goes. Cecilia, not exactly a Norse name. No, it's not. Um, it seems like you have a problem with snowmen and then uh, and then sledgehammers. How long are you going to be They're both very dangerous. They really are. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't recognize how dangerous both of them can be. This seems like a perfect jackhammer opportunity. Why'd you go sledgehammer? I I might go jackhammer. Rent yourself a jack. Do yourself the pleasure and rent a jackhammer. I I want to do that for the the pleasure of renting a jackhammer. And but Instagram I'm getting a really that. good upper body workout with the sledgehammer. Yeah, that's true. I think Instagram really wants to see you on that jackhammer, though. That's if you could point. redo some of the total recall opening, if you could just redo the total recall, opening, the entire be, total recall, uh, just the jackhammering part yeah. where Arnold's talking on to Benny the, on the yeah, uh, on the sidewalk there, I would really appreciate that. All right, I'll do my yeah, best. Totally, yeah, I love that. Uh, do you have a good week? Yeah, uh, my, my life is basically podcasting now, and it's getting more so. It I seems teach like that's podcasts. all we do. Yeah, I teach a class with you, which is super fun. I do a podcast with you, which is super fun. You I, launched your most recent show. Yeah, we're, your, we're, your at, new podcast. we're at three episodes of uh, Like Daughter, Like Dad. You can find that on the Apple Podcasting app. Three episodes. People are listening to it. It's fun. Talking with my daughter, Kennedy. I loved it. I about, listened to uh, it. loved it. We, we have games now that we play in the middle, which are really fun because it, it, it really does show there are, there are differences in understanding of song lyrics, TV shows, uh, slang, which I failed at terribly. I should pay more attention when I drive kids to school. And that podcast, again, is called? Like Daughter, Like Dad. And you can listen to it on Apple Podcasts and wherever else you listen to podcasts, right? Yeah, it's super, super fun. Well, how, just, how, is that, how is that experience for you and Kennedy doing it together? Because Kennedy has been a part of every podcast you've ever yeah, done. Yeah, that's true. But she is the, this is the first time she's a co-host on a podcast. Yeah, and I, I really like to think of her even as the host because she really, uh, she really values content creation. She mm-hmm. values that process of thinking of something that's interesting, doing a little research of it, writing a story around it. So she's really interested in it. So I'm, I'm trying to find the line of you know thinking she's a little young Mm-hmm. Uh, for all this stuff, but also that this is kind of a skill for the new the new world, being able to be a media manager, a content producer. Uh, and so she really wants to learn how to edit. And I thought, it's so easy. Like, it's so easy. I'll sit down. And then I realized I have 15-ish years of right. editing podcasts. That I, is no small task. It, yeah, to put a story together. People don't re- uh, people probably realize about Bob Sledge Bands, but a lot of times, like, the audio is taken from different parts of the show. You know, I cut out large parts and then have you have to... We're a one-take kind of show. I can't believe you're, you're, we, you're wrecking yeah, the Yeah, we've never made right a mistake. Now. Never 50, made a 51 mistake. 51 episodes never never made a mistake. Sometimes I put some in, I slow things down just for fun. Just for fun. Just you for intentional mistakes. Yeah, to make yeah. it look authentic. It's funny, she... she, she she thanks me so much for like, oh, thanks for, for doing that. Thanks for setting that up. Thanks for setting the mics up. Thanks for editing it. Thanks for transferring it. She thanks me for literally every single thing I do on that show. She's so thankful. Um, and I, I, I'm glad that she is, but she doesn't realize like, I'm, like, I love all this stuff. I yeah. wish I could just do this full time. It is a joy for me to record with her and to get those, you know, have those jokes with her. It's just a fun thing. It's awesome to listen to. I've really enjoyed it. And I encourage you and Kennedy to keep doing it. Yeah. Like Daughter, Like Dad is where you can listen to it. Uh, we are, I think it's a perfect time to yodel in that news. What do you, you think? You want to go right into the news? I have noticed that you have, well, what else did you want to do? I just want to make sure we're getting to that quiz, and I'm just excited about it. Yeah, the quiz is going to be in the news. Oh, wow. So we can't take the quiz unless we go into the news. You have a problem with there's yodel creep? Were you about to say that there's yodel creep on this episode? I've just noticed a lot of different styles of yodel over the past couple of- Yeah, there's yodel creep. Yodel creep is a real thing. It is a real thing. Uh, It's like you build it it at one thing, you're like, this is what it is, and then if you don't watch it, that yodel starts getting longer and weirder. Yeah, just really goes everywhere. Yeah. 
uh, in all sorts of different places, nooks I, and crannies, if you will. Yeah, I know. The Ramones were on there last week. I don't know. That's right. Was it somewhere uh, a Ramones-based yodel? No, I just felt Ramoni when I was when I when I was looking at yodels on the internet. I was like, this one feels roughly Ramon Ramonish to me. So what the heck? I'm putting it in there because it makes me laugh. It makes yeah, me yodel smile. Creep. There's a lot of yodel creep. I believe Yodel Creep is also a holiday that uh, celebrated sometime in October. It is. I thought it, they opened for Weird Al. I think you're right. Yeah. Yep. You're right. He was all like, "Wow, they're good." I don't. I can't believe I'm. A, I'm can't believe I'm headlining Yodel Creep. The 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 festival, the yodeling yeah, festival. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, that'd be a great festival. Y- Yodel Creep. Yodel Creep. I um, went in nineteen. A lot of people. Yeah. Because it took a little break there. It got real corporate after a while, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. the thing was, it was just... Sponsorships everywhere. Sponsorships everywhere. That's not what yodeling's about. No, it's not about the cough drops. It's yeah. about the lo- just the love of it. I don't need designer lederhosen, okay? Yeah. I want, like, real, like, you know, authentic lederhosen. Oh, is that the lederhosen that Volkhochenfring wears? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> you have so much money. I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to going back to Yodel Creep, like, next year, though. Yeah. Um, Are you? Yeah. After the big thing with the the fallout, now it feels like it's going to reset. I feel like it's like going to reset. Yeah. I feel like it's it's collapsed in on itself and it's it's, it's just gonna reinventing it itself it. now, getting back to its its original roots. Yeah, I hear hair snarking from. Hair snarking from coming. Yeah, that's what I. Heard. I didn't know that. He's not confirmed, but like the that's word huge the word is that he's going to do this bit. That is the word. The word is he's going to show up. Like nobody knows for sure, Kurt, because you know how he is. Well, uh, yeah, but I mean, because he was like he was at the first Yodel Creek. Yeah. And so it's like, and he and he quickly. I don't know if you remember. That was like an incredible set that he did. Yeah. No, I remember. Everybody and, remembers. Yeah. Who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? <laughs> exactly. And then he like bowed out, and nobody heard from him again. Yeah. People are saying that he just didn't even yodel anymore. Like the, right. He just he just completely hung up his later hose. Yep. That's huge. <laughs> it is pretty big. Cause yodel creep. We're not gonna do this because you're gonna end up putting yodel later hose. Yodel it's time for news. Oh. Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. Right on. We're in the news. We're officially in the news segment. Are we? Totally. Awesome. 100%. Hey, uh, so hey. You, were, you were telling me yeah, yeah. that you were reading some stuff about, uh, as, as we established last week on the right. show, Disneyland announced that they're reopening. Uh-huh. And they're going to be reopening at the end of April. Yep. And uh, you were telling me that there has been some fan reaction about uh, the response to Disneyland's reopening plans. I'm curious to know what that is. Yeah, I feel like there's an overall vibe to all yeah, of this news. Yeah, what is news. that vibe? The vibe is that Disney that now uh, now that Disneyland can, in theory, open, yep. uh, according to what I believe has been called the refreshed blueprint for a safer economy. Oh, is that what it's called? I guess so. I don't know. But we'll get back to that in a <laughs> Who second. Who knows what it's called this week? It probably got changed, oh, probably while, got changed. We, while we were in the yoga. <laughs> while I was saying that sentence. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were like, it's now called the improved platinum oh, refreshed. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's uh, it's the better than we had before. Plan for, yeah. plan for a safer economy. Yeah. Um, so... 
it seems like the, a lot of the theme here is that uh, Disneyland is going to open and they're going to have plans on how to have plans to have plans to open. So if you'd like to know their plans about their plans, uh, there's a lot of news on that. If you want actual concrete specifics <laughs> about what they're going about to do. what they're going to do, how that's going to work, when that's going to happen, we're still waiting. Yep. Uh, but there is some stuff that they have talked about. Let's talk about this first. What do, why, what do you think? Yeah. Let me cut yeah, you off for please, a second. Please, please. What do you think is the benefit of a company like Disney saying, we don't have plans, but we have plans about releasing plans. Yeah. Um, what, what benefit does that get a company? It acknowledges that there's conversation. Okay. It looks like it's not, uh, it is confirmation that the stuff that you're hearing is correct in theme, but that there that there is no details yet. And it also squashes, like if you've heard something, that's not true because we haven't that's done true. anything. I yet. have seen a lot of, uh, I, there has been a lot of disinformation about yeah. what is what is happening. information. Disinformation is what we're waiting for. Right. Disinformation is what we've got. Is what we've got. So I feel like the, the, the current theme right now for this week is definitely what are the plans about the plans. And one of the things people want to know is that uh, according to the refreshed platinum reimagined blueprint for a safer economy. A blueprint for a safer economy plus. Plus. Uh, the the rules in the parks will only be open to Californians. And so that yes. uh, so the internet this week was a stir with, hey, how's you going to tell? How how's you, you going to tell? How you knows that I don't live here? And uh, so people were... Uh, don't the you OC, think there's an easy way of telling? How do you think? Because the OC register tried to answer this question a little bit. Well, wouldn't you first start with driver's license? Uh, or right. state, state issue ID? Yeah, but they're going to be doing this online. Like I think these tickets are going to be selling on D. So I don't oh, know that they. Re- yeah. and this isn't an at the gate. Let's check it out in person situation. This is a scale. This is a scaled online. You know, cloud connected. Th- thing. But when they did the Southern California passports, right? When mm-hmm. they had a special price for Southern California residents, yeah. you had to acknowledge that you were a Southern California resident and that you had to provide proof of that yeah. when you were picking up your passport. So I would imagine they would be able to do the same thing. Now, of course, the risk there is somebody has reserved their trip to Disneyland. They go to Disneyland. They're at the gates. They say, we need to see that you are from California. They can't produce that. Now their trip's ruined. Yeah, and I but think it's sort is, of on them. It is, but I, I think it's... I think that... I think that you would need to make some kind of amends in that. I don't think we want a lot of that happening. I don't think right. we want a lot of people showing up and being like, oh, seriously? I thought I thought you strongly encouraged me to be from Insane. Yeah, I didn't know it was true. like a rule rule. Uh, and so people are trying to figure all that and asking lots of questions like you're posing, which I think are, are good questions of, can't you just do that? Can't you just figure it out? Uh, and then, I mean, even Amazon DVD region codes have had this problem. People are right. figuring out how to yep. be from a different place from a, for a really long time. Uh, and so the... Uh, the th- the takeaway I got at least from the recent OC register article was uh, very honor system sounding right now. Very we strongly encourage laying or we we hope people will respect yeah. the thing, uh, but it didn't sound like there was going to be a lot of like really detailed checking going on. on sort of the equivalent thing. of saying uh, y- you can get into the park if you're under three. Yeah. You can get the child's price if you're right. under twelve. Are you are you right. of that thinking? That's that's kind of a gray area. Yeah, I know right. families that sure are. Exactly. Like, yeah. are you under twelve? Yes, I am. <laughs> exactly. You sure? Because uh, you're seems old. Six foot five, and I'm you have sorry. a full beard. We're from Karaskalova. That's how. The, that's uh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know that that's the first thing. How are we going to handle out of state? We're going to use the honor system. It sounds like if they put in other technology and or restrictions uh, online, I would be surprised. How furious are our friends, our bantheteers, our listeners who are not Californians that are receiving these types of restrictions? I think you you don't you always want the option. So I don't think they're furious, but I think it's also I think it's also like I don't think any of us were like, 
Oh, finally! Like I mean, I had five. I had, had five thousand dollars in the bank, just waiting to spend on a on a experience I don't know nothing about in a time that seems to be rapidly changing. These are not ideal vacationing conditions. No, that's true. They really do favor the hundred and twenty mile radius, which is what they're asking for, anyways. If you live within one hundred twenty miles, come on down to Disneyland yeah. and check out what we're sort of offering. They're not it, the the messaging does not seem to be the park is wildly back open with yeah. with huge ranges of magic come one come all yeah i think they're bring even a they're even limited to 15 percent when they do open yeah. at that point i mean that's again the experience of being in that park is going to feel very odd very un-disneyland-ish so you want to talk about the next thing what people are so what people are talking about what they're upset about in terms yeah, of what are, yeah of course i want to hear what people are upset about okay well this is uh i think this is a, a pair cinema blend uh kind of reference this paragraph i believe it's official but if not it's good uh when the park reopens it, it's not come one come all bring a mask there's going to be some restrictions sure. to it and it says uh, additionally select attractions and certain experiences that draw large groups gatherings such as parades and nighttime spectaculars will re- return at a later date while character meet and greets will be unavailable for the time being, characters will be in our parks in new uh, ways to entertain and delight our guests. The Disneyland Resort will also have capacity measures in place as well as limitations on parking and operating hours. Uh, so big paragraph that says uh, this is not the Disneyland that closed a year ago. Right. This is a new Disneyland. Uh, and so people were – I think the major complaint with that is like, hey, that sounds like a very reduced Disneyland. Can I get a very reduced ticket price? And they said no. And they said no, it's – Oh, no. <laughs> no, you can't. Yeah. So I think that that, that was the major complaint. Uh I don't think that's unwarranted. It's not surprising. I mean, again, this is not different than anything that they've done in Florida. Yeah, Florida sounds very similar. Yeah, I think anybody who has been following how Disney's been doing stuff in Florida this entire time uh, is not going to be surprised by any of these restrictions. Um, I think probably the uninformed guest might feel very surprised in in that aspect. But is it unexpected that you're not going to be able to go get your picture with Mickey? No. Yeah. It's totally disappointing. Yeah. And I'd be curious to know whether or not some major attractions, especially ones that are primarily indoors, get yeah. shut down and reopened at a later date. I wonder what those are. Um, I'll give you one more restriction that the blueprint for a safer economy. Let, wait, let me ask you a question real yeah, quick. Yeah, please. So you are, we talked last week about your desire to go down to the parks. Commitment. Your to commitment to go to the parks. Yes. My Desire to go to the parks, but my commitment to not go to the parks. Right. And I thought about that in terms of the experiences that our families would have. Mm-hmm. For us- Have had, I think this is an important distinction, yeah. about your, the experiences your families have had past tense and would have, uh, because, right. because I've had a lot of experiences Correct. with my kids twice a year, every year, horrible conditions under on sometimes, and you have not had that. You're still right. building that foundation. Right. And so, but but even, let's just, let's assume that- I was going to go down. Yeah. I, you know, my experience, my Disney experience is going to be, I would say, unquestionably worse than it ever has been because yeah. so much of my experience involves character meet and greets, the right. parades, the fireworks, those types of things. Yes. But I wonder for your family, is that as much of a factor anymore? It may have been at one point, but now going down, are you going to miss? Are you going to miss character meet and greets, parades, and those types of things? Um, yeah, I mean, the answer, the short answer is no. I think in this in this scenario, Disneyland becomes sort of like uh, sitting, it becomes the water when you're sitting on the beach. Like, I know it's there, I can go in it. Yeah. I went and took a little dip and it was great. Now we're back at the hotel, we're back at the thing. We're just enjoying that the resort's open and we know that we can go in, but we're not spending a ton of time in there because it's a little cold right now uh, and we know it'll it'll warm up later. So I think that, and that feels 
is that worth the money? I'm not sure. Probably not, but I have a problem, and we're going. <laughs> That's the way it is. <laughs> At least you acknowledge it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, one of the things they did mention uh, in this uh, blueprint for a safer uh, economy, the sequel, r- Attack of the Attack of the Blueprint. Oh, we're still riffing on the name? I'm trying to. I'm just making sure. It's not, go- it's not going well, I'm but just, I'm trying I'm to. I'm just trying to track with you. It strongly encourages theme parks and uh, things of these nature to to reduce the amount of experiences where somebody might yell or scream uh so people are upset that, that, that there will be no screaming on california screaming i think we're gonna see a lot of this kind of stuff how how do i even respond to the absurdity of that statement Shh. do not make listen we're gonna put you in listen we're gonna put you in a car okay and we're gonna propel that car forward as fast as humanly possible Ooh, yeah, sounds fun and bend the laws of physics to the oh. extent possible and we're going to rocket you upside down. And you're going to feel serious G-forces. <laughs> Please refrain from expressing any emotional response whatsoever. Yeah. Okay. You've been to a library. Same thing. Keep it. Just keep it inside. Only upside down. Okay. <laughs> it's like you're visiting a library upside down. Just remember that. <laughs> I love it. I need a shirt. Here's the deal. Yeah. Oh, please tell me. We're going to go... On Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. Mission Breakout. Love that ride. It's a great ride. You're being a little bit too loud. We're going to get on that ride. And we're going to shoot 13 stories right up into the air. Only to free fall 13 stories down. Wow. No matter what happens. I can't contain myself. Zip it. Okay? No matter what. No matter what. Because if you utter any sound whatsoever, we're going to get arrested and you will have caused Disney to shut down again for a year. Don't scream. Don't scream. That is so it. stupid. <laughs> it is weird. I think there's a lot of that. I think we're going to see a lot of this in, in food and walking, too. A lot of, like, in theory, what you're saying makes sense. But it's like, if you're chewing, you can step. If you're not actively chewing, we ask that you stand backwards and sit down. You have to wear a mask on all of these rides to begin with. Is that guy playing Leapfrog? No, he's just eating. He's just eating. Just, we he took now. a bite. So now he has to jump over he, somebody. <laughs> he wanted to move five spaces, but yeah. in order to do that, yeah. he had to put his food down, yeah. put his mask back They all on. make sense. When you look at it in the blueprint, it makes sense, people. It was telling me, this is fun. This mm-hmm. is what fun is now, is guys. Yeah. Don't you understand? Everybody's wearing a mask when they go on these rides. These I rides, so, yeah, yeah. These rides are all distance. You cannot sit one behind the other at this point. Yes. You have to sit six feet away. Yeah. Why does it matter whether or not you are screaming from behind a mask? It's just you might propel that, especially in Pirates. It gets a little uh, hard to determine what is uh, exciting moisture and what is river moisture. It's, it's hard to determine. I would rather not have to make that call. So I don't want to make that call. <laughs> if you could just enjoy the magic in silence, I would appreciate it. This is not Disneyland talking, by, by the way. No, I, this I, is the state's expectations of what the, the Disneyland experience is. This is the state's is. expectations of a theme park. Wait, we're going to have children enjoying themselves? Yeah. Audibly? No. No. Hold on. We need to rethink this. Is there something they could put over their face so they can't scream? It's like, well, they're already wearing masks. Yeah, so I know, but is there, some, is there something that we could maybe shove into their mouth to make it to muffle it <laughs> even more? Is that possible? A bubble helmet? It's already space theme, right? Isn't all of Disneyland space theme? I don't know. I heard they have a space land or something. Oh, yeah. Well, you guys you guys are the smart Imagineers. You can come up with something that can silence children's uh, <laughs> screams of joy and pleasure, right? <laughs> it's exactly the opposite thing that we do. 
I'm not sure you understand what our job role is. No, no, is. I understand, but like you're all about like flipping the script, right? The uh, uh, subverting expectations. Uh, so, so the expectations that you will have fun and you'll you'll proclaim your enjoyment uh, at the parks, but subvert expectations. Actually, you're you're silencing everybody. Yeah. How's that for I like an attraction it. experience? So this is oh, what we, the, we become horribly. We have become horribly cynical when it comes to the state, the state the of California. State. It's not like Disneyland's doing a great job like, trying Disneyland to react. Is doing, to this. Again, they are playing the hand that they are dealt right. They're now. playing the hand and playing it well and trying to create magic and memories within a within a ever with a changing and not well defined set of criteria. They're not like, hey, you guys know what you're doing. Built for scale, probably figure distance out. Uh, smartest people in the room as far as crowd control goes. I mean, you literally do it. That you wrote the rule books on, you know, yeah, putting you people know in, what you're doing. Here. Yeah, uh, just you, you, you've heard the last year of COVID. You got it. Go, go, figure it you out. Can figure us, that out, right? You, you Based us, on that, let us know what you you figure out. As you have put so many other inventions in the world, let us know what you think here. They're they're being like, hey, we understand how theme parks work. Uh, very quiet, very spaced out. They open at eleven. Not like a they museum. Close at two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, I'm making fun of the state. A state which I love, but making fun of it. Hey, friends. Uh, Scott and Aaron here popping Again. in from a, a terribly echoey room. Yes. Uh, but we recorded the, the podcast yesterday. That you're Tuesday. currently listening to, yeah, on Tuesday. Yeah, you're currently listening to it. Mm-hmm. We're breaking in on to Wednesday. our own podcast uh, to do a what we call in the podcast industry a pickup. Yeah. And that pickup is because uh, though we recorded yesterday, Tuesday, Wednesday morning, Disneyland announced the opening date for when Disneyland will be open. And we just thought, well, we can't go an entire week plus yeah. uh, before talking about this. So we figured we would, we had a podcast set up already. We taught our class from here. Yeah. And so we figured let's just do a quick update and insert into uh, so this week's the, show. The intro to the insert is longer than the actual news. True or false? I think that's a truth statement. Oh, right on. And here is further truth <laughs> statement. Okay. Disneyland announced uh, that they will be opening April 30th. April 30th. The end of this month. Nope, next month. The end of next month, double downing on that no scream uh, policy. That's right. Uh, not a big shocker. I think they, they, nope. they'd said... They said it would be the end of April. The end of April. If, if the news were that Disneyland's opening April 14th, big deal. But I think this is what we were expecting, and I'm glad that we brought it to you. That's right. Uh, Bob Chapek said in his announcement, it's been a long, long time since we've been able to create magic for our guests and put our cast members back to work and help the associated businesses around the Anaheim area that currently depend on Disneyland for their livelihood. It's going to be a great opportunity for us, I think, to bring the magic back to everyone involved. Disney also indicated that beloved characters will pop up in new ways and sometimes in unexpected places. Wow. As they remain mindful of physical distancing. The characters remain mindful of physical distancing. Yes. uh, And certain experiences that draw large group gatherings, such as parades and nighttime spectaculars, will return at a later date. So some of those things we have already talked about, uh, but the the date is certain, and it is April 30th. Right on. Let's let's move on to to your news items. Let's talk about my news items. Yeah. So uh, I had my own news this segment. Took a year. Nailed it. You really have come into your own. I feel like I'm it. really impressed with it. Yeah, I'm really thanks. impressed with it. Uh, so Disney Plus, they are a content company. I don't know if you're aware of that. I've heard content of Content service. Okay. Uh, they've been just nailing it with when it comes to content yeah. in 2021. Sure have. They're going to continue that uh, in uh, starting in April. They're going to be releasing the Caravan of Courage and Ewok Adventure, which was the sequel to Ewok's Battle for Endor. Both of those were made for TV movies that came out in the mid '80s. Yeah. Do you remember these these movies? Uh, I, I remember the title uh, Battle for Endor. 
Uh, I don't remember. Is it? It's uh, animated. Uh, no, it is not. Battle for Enderman is they are live action. Wow, I don't. I don't remember watching it. Yes. So here's here is the the suite of things that are from uh from the eighties ish, seventies and eighties. Okay. That are going to be released. Caravan of Courage. Ewoks Battle for Endor. Star Wars Ewoks, which was the animated Ewoks television show that maybe you're confusing yeah, these made-for-TV movies with. Yep, yep. The original Star Wars Clone Wars animated series, mm-hmm. which were the 15-minute vignettes right. uh, that were made by the Samurai Jack creator, I believe. Yeah. And then also, they will be uh, airing the animated short from the Star Wars holiday special, which introduced Boba Fett into the Star Wars universe. Oh, funny. Not the entire Star Wars holiday special. Right. No, but the- Just the best part of the Star yeah. Wars holiday special. I don't know what that thing ended up being, 12 minutes, 8 minutes, something right. like that. Fun. That's interesting. That really feels like a content sweep there. Don't you worry this creates a an infinite loop where you uh, see like uh, the Battle for Endor on Disney Plus and you watch it and you go, I'd like to know more about that. So you search YouTube and all you find is news things telling about how Battle for Endor is now on Disney Plus. And so you go watch it and then you're like, I'd like to know more about this. And you just get stuck in this loop. It's just and an endless It sucks loop. the entire universe into it and we all don't exist anymore. Aren't you, aren't you afraid of that, Scott Storm? Every morning. Okay. I wake up thinking about that. How old do you think Wicked is? In Ewok years? Yeah. Wicked? Thousands of years old? I don't know how long an Ewok lives, so that's probably, I probably, but in people years, I think Wicked is, you know, 16. You think Wicked is 16 in, in Return of the Jedi? Uh, yeah. In, uh, in, in yeah. people years? If, if, yeah, if there were uh, like a, some sort of dog year comparison, not that I'm saying Ewoks are dogs in res- or resemble well, them. Don't, don't say that. It's very yeah. offensive. <laughs> I heard, believe me, I got an earful. <laughs> Why? Do you think he's much <laughs> older? English. No, I think he's much younger. Oh, really? I think Wicked is... He can drive, though. Not well. That's true. I think Wicked is... He's got a spear. Seven years old. With a spear? Yeah. He's clearly killed things before. Well, yeah, he's, he knows it's, what he's doing. I know, but it seems young for him to go on... Maybe eight. Okay. Maybe We're, ten. He's no older than ten. All right, I'll give you I'll give you twelve. I'll give you nope, Wicked. Nope, you have to it, give w- me ten. Uh, Wicked is the age of all... All young adult novels of, of that thing, he is 12 years no old. No way. No, yeah. he's younger than that. Not with a spear. He's thinking about killing Princess Leia. Yeah, but he's also easily Leia. frightened. That, that is true. He's not a warrior. He's a kid with a spear. He's trying to be a warrior. That's a 12. He's at the threshold. I will give you 11. Wicked is 11. You give me 10 or, or we're done with this. Really? Yep. This whole bit? The whole bit. Yeah, I can't do it. I think we're going to have to. Okay. If you, well, if you ever change, yeah, if you change your mind, you know where to find me. I won't change my mind. Okay. So a uh, whole lot, if you love Ewoks, regardless of their age, yeah. there's a whole lot of Ewok content coming to Disney Plus in April. Let's take a quiz. Oh, you really? Is it time? It's time. What is this quiz? This is a quiz that I found on WDWinfo.com Yeah. called, Are You a Disney Snob? Mm-hmm. Let me give you a little introduction. Okay. Hey, on our Zoom calls, yep. you know a lot of people... Uh, they see like my background. They go like, "Oh, your your kids have a cute room or whatever." And I go, "No, yeah, yeah, it's my studio. It's all, it's all my stuff. <laughs> That's my bedroom." Oh, your kids have a lot of kids have a lot of toys on the shelves. And I go, "Yep." <laughs> you don't go. I made these. <laughs> no, I don't know what the right move is, but that happens at least once a day. Somebody goes like, "Oh, it's a cute shelf. Oh, your kids have a lot of toys. That's cute." I go, "Mm-hmm." How many uh, conversations do you have 
uh, with people that just would not get that at all. Like they just, Oh, it's pretty high. Yeah, 80, 80% uh, are glad when they can see Mickey mouse behind me and, and make some kind of reference about that. And then I go like, yeah, that's right. It's from uh, Kevin Kinney and Jody Dale. And they go, huh? <laughs> Over my head. <laughs> oh, please stop I have talking. No idea who you're talking about. Oh, the marketing guy's talking. Oh boy. Yeah. I did not. I, I just wanted to, I just knew that character. I just wanted to make all a comment. the stuff you have. I'm always close to being like, Hey, look, it's me and Scott storm. And then they're going to be like, who? Huh? <laughs> You it's know, me and Scott my first Funko Pops. <laughs> oh, you want to talk about the budget? I mean, I, guess I we had could do that too. a debate this morning. Yeah, I was like, I was going to bring in my Ghostbuster stuff. Yeah, and to display. This is a debate with yourself. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and <laughs> I had like I loaded up. It's in my car right now. I have a Ghost Trap right and now. I got the Proton one in the back of my car. What are we doing here? And I was like, Do I do I bring it in my office? Hmm. Do I is this office decoration? Yeah. And I am like, do we want to talk about a constant loop? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, of course you should. It's great. It's Absolutely. a great conversation piece. No, but yeah, nobody, no, 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 nobody, nobody will, will know what that is. Wait, we have bugs? Why? We gotta, you guys. And then, and then when I go, oh, no, 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 they're, they're Ghostbusters props. Then uh, you get like, huh? huh? <laughs> All right. So uh, according to the Diz, which mm-hmm. is where I got this, mm-hmm. it says, it says the Disney fandom is no joke. And, uh, and they talked about with so many diehard fans uh, they're come to be a fanatical status. Yeah, fanatical right? status. And so the question is like, are you a Disney snob? If you answer yes to any of the below, you may just be. Wow. Okay. So it's not a definitive quiz. There's a may in there. And literally one one yes gets me a snob. Let's just, let's make this definitive. <laughs> okay. If you answer yes to any of these, you are considered a Disney snob. All right. All right. I see that and I raise you. If I answer yes to two of them, I'm a Disney snob. If not, I'm just kind of. I'm a, I'm okay. Since we're making it absolute. Yes. Why don't we say, if you say yes to two of them, you are a Disney snob. Let's do it. All right. Let's be honest. Let's do it. You have told someone you're clearly not a true Disney fan. Never. Never. Why would you do that? Yeah, I've never said That's that. a terrible thing to say to someone. I didn't even think that made, yeah, I guess that would make you a snob. It would make you a snob. I don't think that's the way Disney snobs actually talk though. I don't think so. I think it's more along the lines of this, like, like I'm like a crazy Disney fan. Yeah. It's one of those, like, it's an acknowledgement about who you are rather than what the other person is not. Totally. Yeah. Right? I would agree with that. Yeah. Next. You have mocked a person for getting something wrong about the park. Okay. I, I have done that like more than once. <laughs> I think you've done that on this show. I think we've both done that on this show. Probably. Oh, we I, probably have. I make fun of people that call it Snow Mountain. I make people that call oh, it the haunted, uh, the haunted the haunted, house ride, Yeah, which I've heard actual imagine. I went off do. on a rant on Prince Fabian, or whatever his yeah. fake name is. Right, I, got I got one. We got one. Okay, we got one. Ugh. You compare everything to Disney. Yep. <laughs> really? Is that it? Seriously, that's what it says. You compare everything to Disney. Yep. It says, there's no doubt Disney sets a high standard. That doesn't mean that you can compare everything to it. I disagree. <laughs> Yeah, I believe you can. Compare. All of our Zoom, all of our Zoom meetings would disagree too. Like quite literally, every business meeting that we have had over Zoom at some point, there is actually it's now known. It's now known in our people institution. have joined in. It, it went from when when COVID started, uh, it was like cool that we're in a meeting with uh, Scott and Aaron or whatever, yeah. and then it was like, oh, if you're in a meeting with Scott and Aaron, they might 
they make might a make Disney's a Disney land. Reference. Just be prepared for it. Right. Two, if you are on, they absolutely will. Yes. Two, if you're on it, they absolutely will. How soon do you think it will come? Right. Who will Two, make it first? Or who will make it first? Yes. That followed that. And then, oh, I think I beat him. Like, I think I got it in first. Yes. It I has, got it in before Storm. It absolutely has evolved. Yeah. Oh, for you, yeah. now I would say that it's even evolved further, yes. which is somebody else that's makes a Disney yeah, reference. That's right. what I'm saying. And so they feel now proud it is a race to see who can make the Disney reference before Scott and Aaron make yep, one. Yep, exactly. Yes. So, yes, we compare everything to Disney. All That's, right, I guess we're guaranteed it's not. Yeah. Wait, those are the only questions? This is a short quiz. Yeah. There are three questions? Wow. You've told someone you're clearly not a true Disney fan. You get, you've get you mocked a person for getting something wrong about the park. You compare everything I, to Disney. I think we, I think I've done that first one, too, though, because we, we, we have that term getters and non-getters, and I go, like, yeah, it's a non-getter. Oh, really? Yes. Oof, I feel like I I've done never, I would never do that. Yeah. That's horrible. I don't think it is. Well, you you would think that when somebody's like holding the popcorn and they're like just they're just like this popcorn's terrible and they like throw it down I'm like no nah, they don't get it because that popcorn is not terrible it's not it's delicious it's delicious it's warm salty how do you eat Disney popcorn and not love Disney popcorn yeah or when people I, are like I can understand you, if you know were- this I know you've done when people when you talk to people about Disneyland. And they go like something like they go, but don't you just hate that it's all fake? It's all an illusion. Oh my gosh! <laughs> See, you're doing it now. Oh you asked me gosh. to tell you when you're doing it. When, you're doing it now. Oh, when people say that, like, but it's all fake. I'm like, yeah, that's the point. It's wonderful. <laughs> exactly. Have you seen real life? It's not that great, people. <laughs> Right on. I mean, I get it. I get it. Like, if you want to go to a historical place and you want to see historically those things, like, right. that's you're not going to go do that at Disney. I understand that. Yeah. But I went to the Santa Monica Pier. Yeah. It is. That is life. Yeah. Okay? That, that is, is re- life. That yeah. is that is a, that is an unregulated theme yep. park, and yep. you can see what that like you, looks I like. I can tell you stories. You'll age for every foot you take on that pier. You age that many years. It is like it's like when uh, when Hercules jumps into the uh, the pool of lost souls. Yeah. And every time he swims, he ages more and more until he becomes an old man. Yep. That's the Santa Monica Pier. Santa Monica Pier. <laughs> if you want to shoot the next National Lampoon's vacation, you just shoot it right there because it's, yeah. it's, it's just you get out of the car and you get right back in the car. Hey, is that man naked? Let's get back in the car. Oh, hey. <laughs> that person's not wearing any clothes. Yep. And they're sailing a boat, but not in the water, nope, on the pier. Just on the pier. Yeah. So that was the quiz. That was the Diz quiz. That was the Diz quiz. Three whole questions. I thought it was going to be a lot longer. I thought it was going to have categories. I really should it's like, oh, you're, you're a bell snob or you're a Tomorrowland snob. Nope. I thought I was going to get Just three questions. Of, yeah, you answer yes to any of these, you're a Disney snob. Yeah. All mm-hmm. right. All right. I guess we can say we said yes to all three of them. Uh, hey, what do you say we take a break? Let's take a little break from this news segment. I feel like it's done. You think it is? I feel like I, I'm so ready to talk about our main topic oh, that I just man. let's just let's just get through it. We are going to talk about the Inhumans when we Yay. come back, and boy howdy, are you going to want to join us? Yep. But first, it's cookie time. Yes, it's cookie time. Oh, what time is it? It's got storm. Oh yes, it's cookie time. Oh, what time is it? It's got storm. Oh, yes, it's cookie time. Are there any words to this song? No, there isn't. That's okay. We like the ones you came up with. Thank you for the cookie. <laughs> I mean, I have I have two cookies here. And some bounty quicker picker up. Do you want me to go get some cookies for us? Do you want to go get some cookies for us? Because I, like, I feel like you've been setting up that these cookies might be below uh, Bantha expectations. Well, they're just, they're, just uh, they're, they're stale at this okay. point. Have they been in anyone else's mouth? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. <laughs> okay, but you don't want to put like a you don't put like a storm stamp on that. Oh no, I'm not going to guarantee it. Is there anything I'm wrong with? Pretty them? darn sure though. Okay, they have not been. 
Are they oatmeal? Yeah, they're oatmeal chocolate chip. It's game time. Go for it, man. All right. That's right. Hey, let's talk about the Inhumans. The Inhumans. Yes. Aaron, I loved WandaVision. Me too. And still, still do. The height of Disney television. No, sorry. The height of Marvel television. The, the height of Marvel television may be the height of Disney Plus Maybe. for right this season. For right now, it's definitely a standout hit. It is a standout hit. We've got Falcon and the Winter Soldier yeah. that's heading up pretty soon. Uh, we've got Loki after that. Just yeah. lots of great Marvel television on Disney Plus. Totally. And then you had a lot of like solid. Mm-hmm. Marvel television on Netflix when you had the yeah, Hell's were... Kitchen gang, basically, the Defenders, yeah. I believe they were called, when you have Daredevil and uh, Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Iron Fist. Jessica Jones. Yeah. Defenders there, great yep. TV. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and mm-hmm. Peggy Carter? Is that what it was know. called? Agent Carter. Agent Carter. Yeah. The Inhumans... Yeah. Was also a Marvel television show. It sure was. Based on the comic book supergroup. Yeah. Called the Inhumans. Yeah. Do you know much about the Inhumans comic book I don't. Characters? I Me know neither. They, were, they are a Stan Lee and Jack Kirby invention. Okay. They've been around for a very long time. They were introduced in Fantastic Four in 1965. Wow. Yeah. So they've been around for a long time. But- yep. My comic book reading never involved the Inhumans. Me neither. Uh, we'll get into the show in a second. They they started to feel to me sort of X Men is. Yep. So that that's if somebody doesn't know what we mean by Inhumans, it is a you know group of people that look human. Yep. But have some characteristics that uh, special superpowers. Yeah, special superpowers or abnormalities or something like that. So kind of X Men ish. I would say very X Men ish, especially when you're talking about the intentionality behind the Inhumans TV show. Right. Uh, But the Inhumans themselves are in the cosmic subset of characters in the Marvel Universe. Mm -hmm. They probably feel more at home with the Guardians of the Galaxy and Adam Warlock and Thanos than they would with the Avengers or X-Men or Fantastic Four. So you never read... Sorry. Never read. No, nope, never, never read. Never read the, you never read the Inhuman com, the Inhumans comic series. I never did. Didn't know anything about nope. them going to, I'll tell you this. I knew the care. I knew some of the characters. Like did you? I knew, yeah. I knew Black Bolt and I knew Not Medusa. Me. Not me. And Lockjaw. Those are the yeah. three that I knew. I didn't know anything about it. And up until this morning yeah. when I watched uh, an Inhumans episode all the way through and paid attention. You did. Which is huge for me. Uh, I thought we were going to watch something that was animated. I thought. Oh, this you was, did. Yeah, I was you totally, didn't realize it was a live action. No TV idea show. it was live action TV show. Are we supposed to follow our king and remain as silent as he is? We need to go to Earth now. We've been hiding here too long. Let's go to our rightful home. If we were on Earth, we would have a glorious planet to live on, thrive on. You're talking about betraying your brother. You're talking about treason. You're blind to his intentions. Right or wrong, he's dangerous. What I'm talking about is freedom. The Inhumans television show uh, was a series that was created in 2017. Does that sound about right? Yeah, that's when I saw. I, I read some, went back. This is what's cool about the internet. The internet is cool. It's cool, but you can go back and read forum posts of people getting ready to watch it. Yeah. Which is fun. Like, it was announced. And there was a lot of excitement about it? um, There was, yeah, a lot of excitement and a lot of concern uh, about it. Were there Inhumans fans? Because I guess that's one of the questions I have is, 
again, I'm familiar that the Inhumans were or are a Marvel team. Yeah. But like I, I've never known anybody who's like, I love the Inhumans. Yeah, like, me that's neither. my team. And I think it reads as uh another Marvel project coming okay. and people are like, Oh yeah, what what is this thing? I'm right. I'm excited for it. Um, but tell me if you know this to be true. From what I read, th- this thing was going to be a movie. Yeah. yeah, which is nuts. Uh, yeah, it was originally announced as a movie. I think it was like maybe a phase three type of movie. I believe that is like true. That. I, I did believe it was a phase three movie. And at one point, there was a rumor that Vin Diesel was attached to star as Black Bolt, even though he had already been voicing Groot mm. uh, at that time. Wow. That and then. Been great. I don't know why it became a television show. But I don't remember. Yeah, from, I, I thought I read something, but I don't remember why. But then uh, it seemed like it was a it was a movie. It was yep. going to be at least shot on IMAX ish equipment, if not IMAX equipment ish. And then uh, it became a TV show. Yes. But then it a, a premiered as a movie in an IMAX theater. Correct. IMAX was actually like a production partner yeah. in the television show, and so for the first two episodes of Inhumans, it was premiered in IMAX. Yeah. And then aired on ABC after that. A movie that became a TV show that then was launched as a movie. As a movie. Yeah, right on. But only the first two episodes. Yeah. And even those two episodes. Which is an hour and a half-ish of content. Yeah. Uh, that is not the arc. Like there is not, it is not a two episode arc. Right. So it's if just, you, we're done now watching this on the big yeah, screen. Now yeah. go watch it at home. Yeah. Uh, universally it, panned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, a lot of people uh, have considered this to be not a good TV show. I did not watch it when it premiered. Neither I. And, Lasted uh, eight episodes, right? Eight, eight episodes, just, one season was canceled season. after season yeah. one. Uh, and uh, and I thought, you know, back of the vault is a segment where we take a look. We go into the back of the Disney vault. We do take a look at something that maybe has been forgotten or yeah. not paid attention to recently. We dust it off or hidden or hidden. Yeah, maybe under something. Yeah. Uh, what, what do you think in humans was under like a big dog collar? It's like, mm. like a big dog bowl. It was in just a big dog collar, big dog know. bowl. Yeah. I was thinking it was hidden under the apple dumpling gang. Okay. Yeah. Don, Don Knotts and the rest of the apple dumpling gang and a giant dog collar and there sitting on a box. Yeah. Marked in humans. Yeah. This was at a time when Disney did not own Fox. Right. And therefore did not have the rights to make mutant-based uh, movies or television shows. Are you serious? Is that in a contract? You can't make mutant-based? Yeah, because the right to make X-Men movies right. and anything associated with mutants yeah. and the right to use the term mutant in the way that Marvel uses it was licensed to Fox right. in order to make the X-Men movies. Fantastic. This touches back uh, two episodes ago when we talked about the, the ML- licensing nightmare yeah, of Marvel. The, M- the MLA. That's right. Uh, the master's li- the master licensing agreement. So Fox had the right to make X-Men based TV shows uh, or X-Men based movies and use the term mutants. Mm-hmm. Disney did not have that right despite owning Marvel. Right. And so as they were developing their slate of heroes, they looked at the Inhumans as being a placeholder. I think the theory was, the psychology of it was that Inhumans could be a placeholder for people who really want to see the X-Men in the yes. Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. It's like uh, if you can't buy Count Chocula, you get uh, Coco Vampiros. Coco Vampiros. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Also my favorite wrestler, Coco Vampiro. <laughs> he's good. Uh, yeah. When, internationally. Internationally. Mm-hmm. Unbeatable yeah, I mean, internationally. Right. I, I mean, but you, you bring him on in the American circuit and he's yeah. he doesn't hold a candle, but Coco Vampiro. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> one of my favorite wrestlers. Me too, of all time. Uh, yeah, so it feels feels like feels like a placeholder. It feels like I don't know, right? And I think it. 
I mean, so this is like here you sort of get your mutants because the way the Inhumans get their powers is not through a medical accident or no, uh, it's very odd how they get their power. At least as it's presented in episode one. Yeah, they get their powers by vaping, basically. <laughs> yeah, uh, in the TARDIS, they do a yeah. uh, they do a TARDIS vaping yep. session, they and then you come <laughs> out. Right. And it's a very sorting hat TARDIS vaping. They uh, they ritual. seal you up into a glass case. Yeah. They pump you full of, like, spirit Halloween fog juice. Yeah. When you come out, maybe you have powers. Yep. Maybe. The sorting hat comes down, and he's like, flyer! And then somebody's a flyer, and then the sorting hat comes down and goes, human. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. All right, Uh, what do you want to talk about? I think we just need to get into this. Let's summarize, like, what is this show about? Okay. What I, I, I watched the first two episodes and the first 20 minutes of the third episode because i'm gonna admit after i got done with that second episode i was like i wonder where this thing's gonna go going with this that's not to say i liked it okay just to say i was curious right on about where it's gonna go you watched what the first episode i watched the first episode yeah and felt very very satisfied in that effort did you feel satisfied enough to tell us what the plot of Inhumans is. Yeah, well, let's talk about the plot globally. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about a very... The story, the, yeah, the story, the story idea of the The Inhumans. story at the globalist I can make it is a, is a very normal story, I think, in the Marvel Universe and probably every other universe of a of a, a king structure, a leadership structure, and the brother or the number two uh, being dissatisfied with that structure, having some concerns about the way it's being run, and basically having a coup. The entire first, uh, the entire episode one is about this coup that is launched to overthrow the king and his queen. The king being Black, Black Bolt. Bolt. And the queen being Medusa. Medusa. Yeah. Uh, Black Bolt, uh, does, this does not get acknowledged in the TV show. Okay. Because his name is Black Bolt. Yeah. But in the comic books, his name is Blackagar Boltagon. Hold on, I'm going to get it out. Just yep, a second. I got to rev, rev it up a little bit. Yeah, it's like just, an old plane. You got to yep, like... You just crank it up a couple of times. Blackagar Gogogon? Blackagar. Blackagar. Boltagon. Boltagon. Possibly the stupidest name I've ever heard. <laughs> hey, uh, that come default on it or do you bolt... <laughs> Did you Blackagar Boltagon that on? <laughs> Did you Boltagon that later? Oh, yeah, I Blackagarded it, though. Oh, okay. I Blackagarded it, So it's aftermarket. It's, it's just, aftermarket. It's, it's, it's just Boltagon. It's an aftermarket Blackagar Boltagon. Uh, so Black, Black Bolt. Yeah, Black Bolt. He's only king. known as Black Bolt as the king. Yeah. And his brother, who has an equally impressive name, Maximus. <laughs> Maximus, yeah. Uh, is the... He, he wants to usurp the throne. Yes. Yes. Yep. And uh, Medusa, the queen, pretty pretty loyal and pretty, you know, she, she's on Team King. Yep. And so, uh, I don't know, let's start off the plot. There's this girl on this Hawaiian vacation. Yeah. And she's like running around in the forest. She's and like, then, it's Hawaii. Yeah, she's Hawaii. And then there's three guys there yep. who are shooting an independent film that has military props. Uh-huh. And they're chasing her and like shooting at her. And then so she gets shot and this other guy shows up. Yep. And see, he's, he's green. He's the other guy shows up. Yeah, he's he's like, doing a student film. Yep. And so he's green and they have a, a very odd exchange dialogue. You know this is a student film because they do a lot of uh, speeding up the action and slowing down the yeah. action. Then speeding up the action and then slowing. It, it's very clear that whoever is directing the student film has just learned about uh, the, the speed of film and, uh, and exposures. Exactly. Yeah. And and dialogue, but we'll get into that in a yep. second. Uh, and so then there's the people that are really in love with with Medusa's hair because it's crazy. It's oh crazy. no, there's this there's there's a there's a um, 
when two people love each other yep. sequence with Medusa's hair being a starring role in that. And yeah, that the felt, second the second scene. Yeah, you're right. A, you're right into wow. Yeah, the second scene in a TV PG show. Yes, is I thought at first it was an advertisement for adult Disney Magic bands, but then I realized it was not. It was an advertisement for hair conditioner. Yeah, probably the best hair conditioner. The best hair conditioner you can. that I've that I've ever seen. Yep. Here's what happens after that: is that the, uh, we cut to Wally, who's on the moon, uh, and then Mr. Timon from Narnia uh, comes out just in the frame and smashes Wally. Oh, the uh, um, uh, yes, yes, the uh, the fawn, the fawn from yeah, Narnia. Mr. Mr. Timmons, Mr. Timmons or whatever is on screen for a second. I believe that's his name. No, Tumnus. Oh, Mr. Mr. Tumnus. Yes. Uh, Mr. Tumnus comes on, and then people are like, "Whoa, do you think that was a hoof?" And it was like, "Oh, you shouldn't say that out loud." And then they're like, "I don't know. Maybe we'll get back to this plot later. Maybe we won't. It doesn't really matter." And then this guy comes in, uh, and he's got vegetables for eyes, and he projects stuff on the screen. So <laughs> far, everything you're saying is 100 percent accurate. <laughs> not, my my summary's not good. You summarize it. Mine is just a bunch of jokes. <laughs> Maximus does a diet coup. Uh, Medusa's hair gets uh, stuff. Oh, and then. Samsung does a giant commercial uh, in the air at the end, uh, and then they do a little bit from Minority Report uh, in the middle. It's great. Uh, you want to tell us about what the first episode was about? Yeah, I think I will. Um, <laughs> thanks for throwing it to me. Yeah, no problem. Uh, so what you have is you have a kingdom that yes. takes place on the moon in the core of the moon yeah. because nobody knows that they live there. Probably the best place. Probably the best place. In that kingdom, as you said, there's a royal family. Yeah. That royal family is King Blackbolt, the Queen Medusa. Right. There's Maximus, the brother. And then there's a guy who is like a roided out Mr. Tumnus. Yep. Uh, he has hooves for feet. He does have hooves for feet. You have a guy with a gnarly face tat that I think is like the advisor. He's the yeah. advisor to the king, friend of the right. king. They're all cousins. That's mm-hmm. the other thing I noticed. They're all, they call each other cousin. They're all cousins. There's the sister to the queen. Her that, special power is that she has two-tone hair. Spray painted. Spray painted. She owns a gigantic bulldog. Mm-hmm. And when I say a gigantic bulldog, I don't mean like an overly sized bulldog. Now you got a picture of a food truck. Yes. A little, a, bit, little bit, about the size of a food truck, but as a bulldog. Right. Yeah. If a bulldog, if a food truck was turned into a bulldog. Yeah, that's what And that is. bulldog could teleport to wherever it wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what this this dog, whose name is Lock, Lockjaw, is. Yes. Uh, and then there are other people. Yeah, there's other people. And I guess the conceit is in this kingdom, in this which kingdom. I think is called like, at, it's not Atlantean. It's close, It's Attilian or something like that. Yeah. In it's this some, kingdom. Like, they were trying to name uh, Antacid. Right. And they're like, that's a solid name. We should just use that for our kingdom. And they're like, I can't use that. Oh, it's already an Antacid? Yeah. Oh, darn it. And so we'll call it Antatilian, Antatilicid. It's good. I like it. So in this kingdom... Uh, apparently when a teenager is like coming of age, 13, sure. 14 years old, sure. they seal them up into this glass gigantic case, magic lantern, a gigantic magic lantern, yep. which they pump full of spirit Halloween fog juice, yep. which they call Terrigen mist. Terrigen. Yeah. When they inhale that Terrigen mist, that's the flavor. You can get different flavors. I like Terrigen. Terrigen's fine. It's, like it's a, fine. yeah, it's, I don't like the, I don't like the back end of it though. Oh, right. Um, it's fine, but it's just, I don't like the it way finishes it finishes weird for you. It finishes weird. Okay. I really, I get I it. Pr- much prefer sp- spearmint. Uh, <laughs> when and, you, when you go in to get your special powers yeah, in the fog in my, in my special power go, creating, uh, Can you guys fog. pump spearmint in here? I don't like the terrigen. Nope. Sorry. Well, we're, we're fresh experience. out of spearmint. Um, all like, we have left is terrigen. It's all we have left is terrigen. Right. I guess so. All right. We got Britney Spear again. <laughs> 
Oh, you brought it back to a Britney Spears reference. Uh, so when you inhale Terrigen, you are potentially given powers, and I guess it unlocks. I think they say it unlocks your true nature. Your true yeah. nature will be revealed. Uh, and so we are introduced to two teenagers who are inhaling Terrigen mm-hmm. uh, to see what their powers are. Great message. Great message. Uh, the female comes out. She sprouts butterfly wings. She's a flyer. And everybody applauds. Hooray! One guy's like, oh, I love flyers. He doesn't do it in an English accent, but he's very excited. He's very excited. I think he maybe even did it in an English accent. And then the the boy comes out, and they're like, oh, you don't have... He goes, I don't feel any different. Dud. And Mulligan. they're like, oh, you're just a dumb human. Dumb human. Yeah. And then he grabs someone's hand and then like gives some sort of prophetic message. Is it somebody's hand or is it the brother? Is it the it's king's Maximus. brother? Yeah, it's Maximus. It's Maximus, he grabs the king's brother. Ma- yeah, he grabs the king's brother and gives him some sort of weird prophetic message. I call him Game of Thrones guy. Game of Thrones guy. Pasty Game of Thrones guy. Pasty Game of Thrones guy. Uh, but they don't regard that as being special in any way. And so here's the deal. If you have a special power, you get to stay with the, the kingdom if you have no special power, you get thrown into the mines where you are mining Terrigen. Interesting. So this is the cast system vapor that's mining. set up, right? Yeah. You're vapor mining. There's Maximus who wants to take over. Yes. And he creates a coup in order to take over. He does. The royal family has to flee to Earth. And that's pretty much where we end the yep. the first episode. Oh, great. Little, there's, a little, there's a little battle at the end, though. There's some battle in that happens. Oh, Medusa has a huge fight at the end. It's, That's right. She it's does have a fight 11, with her 11 hair. frames of of, it's, of, of hair whipping frames. action. Oh, it's the best hair whipping action I've seen today. Probably ever. I don't know about that, but today, definitely, it's the top. It's the top. Let me ask you a question. Ask me as many questions about this. I have no shortage of opinions and thoughts on the Inhumans, episode one. So, if I was to tell you, hey, listen. Yeah, what? The Inhumans is a story. I love stories. About... A kingdom. I like kingdoms. That sets up a caste system hmm. such that those who have been blessed with powers are given high royal status. Okay. And those who have not been blessed with powers are forced to work in mines uh, in order to support. So you're saying the special gets specialer. The special gets specialer. Okay. And those who are forced to work in the mines uh, are, are there to support the royal family. Okay. But Ooh. there's this guy who believes that that's not fair and that there should and that everybody in this planet should be equals I'm regardless of whether you have powers or you don't have powers. I like this. And so he sets out to rally a revolution where the miners will end up taking back power from the royals and setting things right. Yeah. Equal, and balanced. if they are unable to do that yeah. because where this kingdom is is too cramped or compact. Yeah, like not enough room on the moon. Not enough room on the moon. He's found a place where everybody can be free to live their best life and live in whatever way that they want to. Yay. Regardless of power or social status, and that place is Earth. So we're going to take everybody to Earth, okay. and that way they can live the lives that they were meant to live, not the lives that they're told that they should live. That seems like a pretty good story, right? Yeah, it seems good. That person that rallies the troops in that way and wants to throw off the shackles of the, yeah. the social structure that's been set up, I would say you would regard that person as a hero. I would say so, yeah. I would think we, we, should, we should probably slant the king to being somewhat uh, maniacal, uh, you know, ego egocentric, yep. out of touch, because this whole caste system thing that's determined by fog juice probably seems unfair. Probably seems uh, unfair. And so I think the audience is going to want to 
want to not, you know, like this guy. Yeah. So we should probably introduce him as sort of a bad guy-ish kind of person. Super powerful, unreasonable, has been given lots of chances. But I like this. I like the story. Right. And, and maybe that king is uh, unwavering in yeah. his desire to see change for his people. Uh, he he has benefited from the social stat, uh, structure that's been put in place. Yeah, uh, he's got something against normies. He's he got something against normies. Yeah. He doesn't reward humans. Yeah, he actually like a normie killed his parents or something like that, and so now he's just like spice mines. Spice mines. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't trust humans. He doesn't yeah. want anything. Where are we to do going humans. with this? Are you uh, making the show? Where are we going with this? I'm gonna go with the show. Okay, but instead, oh, he, little in, twist. <laughs> instead. Uh, we're not supposed to root for the guy who wants to disrupt the social stratus. Oh, so make him like kind of scrawny and not trustable and beady eyed. Yeah, we're gonna make like him very pale. Okay, with uh, a, a poorly defined facial hair. Always make him look angry. Always like, make him look angry. Like the... And he's going to be the villain. We're gonna make him the villain. No, but and... he's trying to free people that are being wrongly used as labor. Yeah, I know, but he's doing that because he's a human. He doesn't have any special powers. Oh, don't so you he's... understand? Yeah, got it. So he's fighting for equality for people that resemble who he is. Yeah, he's horrible. He's, <laughs> don't you see why that's terrible? Because like you have these beautiful people who have all the powers, right? And they're the good guys. Gotcha. Yeah, I hope they stay in power longer because special people are special. How right exactly? Yeah. Like they're beautiful. We yeah. want to reward the fact that they're beautiful. I like that. And they're made more beautiful by having. Who's these got cooler powers. watches? Who's got cooler watches? Yeah, the normies. Uh, normies have cooler watches. Yeah, so I'm for the normies then. On yep, team yep, normie. But, but I mentioned that they're just nor- they don't have powers. Oh yeah, and, and I think you might have said that, but it didn't set in until just right now. And they also like average like, Joes. Yeah, and they don't dress very well either. This is the problem they have with Inhumans. Yeah. The way that they have set up this story makes me root for Maximus, the villain of the story. Right. Because Maximus is doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. He's trying to say, hey, listen, we are all equals. We shouldn't, you shouldn't judge us because we don't have powers. Yeah. You shouldn't be sticking us into the mines because we don't have powers or we don't have powers that you think are valuable, like butterfly wings. <laughs> yeah. And yet we are asked to root for the Inhumans, possibly the most unlikable group of characters I have seen on a television show in quite a while. I would agree. Black Bolt's a different... Uh, Black Bolt is a difficult character for a bunch of different reasons. Give me the f- most important reason why. Uh, he looks like Jean-Claude Van Damme's kid, so already you're getting like a very blood sport kickboxer kind of vibe from him. Yep. If you think I'm wrong, you're wrong. He looks like a he looks like a, like a kickboxer. I was going to say he looks like a kickboxer that took a solid bite of a ripe lemon. Yeah, he, he does. Uh, your first introduction to him is in a compromising situation. Uh, so that's, that's rough. Uh, his outfit, uh, resembles somebody that, um, doesn't own a motorcycle, but, <laughs> but, but loves dressing but, like he does pre, pre-bought the clothes yep. and then showed up at the dealership. Like, what do you guys got in stock? I'm a big motorcycle enthusiast. And then like, does not, and then does not know how to get on a motorcycle. Yeah, so, it, so his outfit resembles that. Uh, and then this one's a little touchy, so I'll be careful about the joking on it. Uh, he does not speak, uh, because his vow, his voice is too powerful. Correct. And so in the f- entire first episode, he only signs. Correct. Uh, and his, the sign language that he used is, is not American sign language. No. It was developed for that show, uh, and not even derived, I think, in American sign language. And so there's, there was some, if you don't know that, like right now watching the episode, if you don't know that, it's very odd that he's signing because the, the, did you ever see the guy that like signed for the president but wasn't a real signer? The, the movements are real kind of jerky and all over the place. I'm gonna, let's say I did. <laughs> it's very much like that. Like, yeah. There's an oddness to the signing. Uh, and I read some stuff online about that, about people saying why they would have just preferred 
him to use ASL or something that people could actually understand. And that yeah. would have been a cool nod or to at least derive it from it so they could understand some words. And there was some kind of mystery to it uh, instead of this very made up thing. So that's hard. That's what we're black bolt, black bolt, we're boltagon. Black Bart. You call him Mr. Boltagon. Mr. Boltagon runs into some uh, sympathetic problems right away as I can't relate to somebody that looks like that, dresses like that, is just getting busy within the second scene of the movie, uh, doesn't ever talk, uh, and, you know, only speaks through, like, a, a, his woman, which is kind of odd, I think, like like the queen. Yeah, Medusa sort of speaks on his behalf. Kind of, yeah, which just it feels weird. It's like, if you can talk, just talk. And he's like, he can't. He's too strong. He's too strong. Yeah. So I know he's not a very sympathetic character. He's not. And the thing is, is that I think it's like 25 minutes into this 45 minute pilot. Yeah. Where they establish that the reason why he doesn't speak is because if he makes, if he utters a sound, he will destroy stuff. Right. I feel like there is no way that is clear to somebody who does not understand in humans. Not clear at all. Yeah. Like it's not like there's so much about this show. Black Bolt is Black Bolt's inability to speak is something that it is such a key distinctive for that character. You would think through exposition or a conversation or immediate flashback or something, a memory that he's having, that they would establish that right at the front end. This is the reason why this guy doesn't speak, despite him being king. He is the king. He is the king. I'm going to assume they've figured out this technology. When he needs to do meetings, he does Zoom meetings in a a, a uh, Mephisto-style sort of room where he can say whatever he wants, and he just zooms in. They have tons of screen technology. Oh, yes, yes. I just think he's the king. He wouldn't walk around and, and... just be like, hey, I mean, he doesn't even do he that. He can't even do that. He can't even he do that. He does that. I think he would have figured this this problem out. But anyways, one would think. Your question is, uh, I, I believe both. I believe both the queen and the king are not sympathetic and endearing characters. They don't come In off as lo- as loving or or good at their jobs. She's got hair that is crazy. It's exactly like uh, when you rode uh, the Little Mermaid ride in DCA yep. before they fixed Ariel's uh-huh. hair. And Ariel's hair was just everywhere. Yeah, it was crazy at first, yep. and people you know, they eventually fixed it. But she's got that times eight, and, yes. and it fights people at one point. Down. I don't think it ever does chores, but it does fight people. It does fight people, uh, which is funny. So those are my those are my those are my characterizations of. Th- of the king and queen, my characterizations of the rest of their staff equally, equally bad, equally equally hard to figure out. One of the guys is like hitting on a woman, uh, a tattoo face guy, tattoo face guy, like, hits on a woman by talking about how he thinks it's attractive that she's a servant, yeah, uh, and that like that power dynamic is exciting to him, but, but but then he would get bored with her and want to kill her and want to kill her. That's family tv at its finest it's just weird there's this weird is the stuff. hero this is another one of the heroes of yeah. this show mm-hmm. there's a lot of that stuff in this, so much in, of this in there and what again else? you compare this to the villain who is basically saying this family this royal family is intolerable they are horrible to people and i want to change that yeah very sympathetic. Yeah. Very sympathetic motivations. Here. I agree. That that dude gets a different hair. The brother Maximus gets a different haircut, wears a little different crows. I think I think he's Robin Hood. I like that he's guy. He's Robin Hood. Yeah. Yeah. Can we talk about Lockjaw, the giant teleporting bulldog? Uh you mean the best character in the movie? One hundred percent the best character. Well, third best. If you take uh the machine guns, definitely a better character. And then the creek and why I like that creek. I thought it was pretty. You thought it was a pretty creek. I thought it was a pretty creek. So those are my first a little weak on characterization though. I think compared to in, for for the in him to his series, I felt like it was he like he's way better than Black Bolt. There's no doubt about it. Lockjaw, the Creek. Oh, the Creek is yeah. The Creek is way second favorite than Black character. Bolt. Uh, first favorite, then then the machine guns, yep. and then uh, I like Lockjaw. Of the things that can move on their own, Lockjaw's best character. Lockjaw is the best character. They he's, should have just called this series Lockjaw. Mostly forget the other people. How do you have 
something that is that bizarre and not explain in how, how any about, way why that thing is bizarre. Tell me you wouldn't kill for a lockjaw flashback with him just like knocking over, an, uh, like knocking over an ice cream truck accidentally because oh, yeah, he's still fine. so big and he's yeah. just licking, he's just licking the ice cream yeah. and his tongue's so huge. He's cute. He's, he's amazing. He's adorable. But you touch him and he takes you wherever he you want to go and then go. he comes back. And his master is Medusa's sister, Crystal. Yeah. And so my thought was, wait. Was I call her, I, I can't believe it's not hair club for men. <laughs> Yeah, because she has this weird, like, two-tone spray-painted haircut. It's so badly done, It's like she has blonde hair, and then there's black stripes and a black circle in the back of her head. Yeah, it literally looks like the makeup people were like, they got paper and just laid it down and then just sprayed-painted over it. Like a stencil. They just sort of stenciled it. It looks funky. So she is the the owner of Lockjaw. Yeah. Which I, up until the second episode where they actually reveal that Crystal has some sort of power. Right. My thought was, wait, did she inhale Terrigen Mist and a giant bulldog showed up next to her and that was her power? Yeah. Can you guys let us out? I got a dog in here I have now. A giant, I can't fit in here. I'm, I'm yeah. suffocating. Uh, but no, apparently there's just, there's one animal on the moon and that animal happens to be a- Giant teleporting bulldog. 500 ton bulldog. He's fantastic. It's some, some shows do not uh, end up being so cheesy that they're good. I feel like this one's super close to being so bad- that it's good. Uh, I so I was thinking about that because yeah. I I do not think this is a good show. Oh, it's uh, terrible, but it's, it's really terrible. But is it terrible enough, or is it just a boring show? That's where I was at. I'm like, I'm not sure if this is just a boring show, or if this is a fun to watch because it's so bad. The first episode uh, for the amount of work that gets done in there, uh, establish the royalty, establish the problem, stage a coup, and do it. Yeah, like. I mean, it seems like a lot, but it seems like they did that in the most laborious way possible. But yet I, I didn't stop watching it. Normally I would just kind of nod out. Right. And I just, for some reason, I kept watching That's it. That's why I went to the third episode. Right? What's wrong I'm like, with I'm you? I'm going to end up watching this season. <laughs> yeah. Because it's one of these where it's like, this is pretty bad. This is pretty bad. I wonder how bad this gets. I want to see more. It does, because it rides that line of like, they're going to correct this, right? Like this like sort of like classic, like Ferrari driving 90s, uh, not you know, stubble on the face guy. Like, yeah. He's going to turn out to be a You're really bad guy. talking about Black Bolt? I'm talking about Black Boltagon. Yeah, Black Agar Boltagon. <laughs> he's going to turn to be horrible, right? Like we're going to expose him for the horrible person that he is, oh, right? Oh, you didn't see the second episode. No. Where he goes into uh, a suit store and buys like fine threads because he realizes that his motorcycle outfit that he's wearing is completely out of place in Hawaii. Hawaii, so, yes. So he goes to a suit store. Right. And gets like these style, stylish blue suit. I can only imagine. And then he leaves without paying because despite him being a king, he doesn't he has understand that. No understanding of how currency works. Yeah, he doesn't get that. And so he leaves and then he goes to get arrested and he ends up uh, uttering, making an utterance. Did you? Did, this wasn't in the first episode. Was they do it? a flashback, yeah, when he yells at okay. his parents or whatever. In the second episode, he actually like he goes, like makes an exhale, and, and from that exhale, just destroys a police car, which I actually thought was sort of cool. Yeah, like the way that they show his power, I think is pretty neat. Yeah, if we're talking about things I liked, uh, but then he just goes back to signing, and man, which he's is just just stubble. Super sharp looking guy. Uh, I think it is so bad that it's watchable because you can't believe the acting choices they're making. You can't believe what ridiculous thing you're going to see next. The, the 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 technology on on this in this moon base. 
uh, is crazy. They they can they can put LED or they can put like info screens everywhere, but on a wall. They right, have, they can project it up into the sky. Up in the sky is no problem. Hunger Games style, right. done in a, in a in a Minority Report like water bath. No monitors anywhere else though. <laughs> yeah, no problem. No problem if you want to have a screen on a piece of water. Uh, if you want it projected through vegetable, no, we can't do that <laughs> on the wall. You can't. Nope. If you want it to come through some dude's head, we got that covered. If you need to watch a hologram projected through somebody's eye holes, yeah. we got a guy that can do that. We have him, yeah. But if you were asking us to put it on a piece of glass and just hang that on the wall. Anything that's convenient no, to we look cannot, at. We, we cannot we can't. Do It's just so it, weird. You're going to see stuff like that almost every scene. You're going to see something where you're like, oh, this is cool in no way, shape, or form. Where, what, what's going to happen next? What there's is a train wreck. There's like, like a production it. design aesthetic that goes somewhere between 100% furnishings in Ikea. Yeah. And giant concrete hallways that function as meeting rooms. Right. Yep. Like, there's, there's no in-between. Yeah. I liked Medusa's hair. Did you really? I did. Even I'm when she say, fights with it, it's so weird when she fights with it. It's, again, it's like a so bad it's good, but I okay. sort of liked it. I thought the effects were pretty good. Here's the crazy thing. Yeah. Friends who have not watched Inhumans. Medusa's defining feature is her long hair that can it's fight on its own. Long. It's like ankles long. Ankles long very, has the ability to very aerialish in color. And I think yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, it's, it's like a solid aerial color. Yeah, and she can fight with it. She can yeah. manipulate things with it. This is the first episode of the series. First episode. Thirty-five minutes into the episode. Yeah. Her head gets shaved. She does. She loses a fight with uh, Maximus. Maximus. And then some dude steps steps behind her and he mind he mind controls her. And straight up shaves her head. And then they put her down, they shave her head. And so now Medusa has no power whatsoever for the I would assume the entirety of the season. Well, that's not gonna be very fun. Her her, her, her character was that hair. Her character was her hair. Yeah. Why would they make a decision like that? I'm not sure. It's supposed to be emotional. You're supposed to be like, whoa. I think the reason why. Yeah. Think because that special effect was expensive. very expensive. <laughs> yeah, it's a good way to solve that. I think that was the production cost uh, maneuver where they're like, "Well, if we shave her head, then we don't have to do the floating hair that anymore." In every scene we're having to do that. Every scene she's in, and hey, here's another little thing: the king he can't talk, so she's going to need to be in every scene. Every scene, every scene, is 50 we're going to have to animate this thing. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the reason why. Let's, Let me uh, tell you about some of the other things that I loved. Oh, tell me about some other things that hated you hated so much that I love them. Let me hear it. Uh, the emo rock montages. There are two of them in the what pilot episode. What was up with that? Yeah, they did uh, Other Side of the Wall. Uh, and break on through the other side. Break on through the other side and uh, fade to black. Fade to black. What was up with like weird versions of old American rock and roll stuck into a moon planet space sci-fi superhero thing? During the action sequence. Yeah, it was so weird. So weird. I have no idea the reason why. This will be really emotional, you guys. That have was you the seen thing. this with the music track oh, man, yet? Just wait. Just wait till you listen to this. I mean, there's just, there wasn't a lot to like about this. Again, I think you could watch it for humor purposes to go, wow, like, the MCU was on fire when this thing came out. This is in the MCU. It's in the MCU. That's the other, that's another fun, fun fact. The entire... Which means Thor could show up at any time. He could. The entire series takes place in Hawaii, specifically so that they could be in the MCU but not have any of their actions necessarily affect right. any of the rest of the MCU. Hawaii is like a safe zone. It's safe zone. And fairly fun to shoot a TV show It's in. a great place to shoot a, a season of television. Yeah. It's beautiful. Have you ever been there before? No. They have streams. Best characters. I'm a big fan Best of their creeks. Best character streams. Yeah, I'm a big fan of their creeks. They yeah. look wonderful. Uh, and so, yes, it's a part of the MCU. 
and it's part of the MCU at a time when the Marvel Cinematic Universe was really just knocking it out of the park. Yeah, which for makes sure. the failure of this all the more interesting to watch from sort of a fan of Marvel movies and Marvel TV. Well, you got to keep watching. I'm going to give you some other bits of dialogue I like uh, in the first episode. Uh, somebody says, I think it's I think it's Medusa says, uh, oh no, somebody comes up to Medusa and says, Triton is dead. And she goes, what are you saying? <laughs> I just like, I'm sorry, was that confusing? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I used the minimal amount of words to convey a very Quite specific Quite literally, thing. I only used three words in that sentence. And then, uh, all of them impactful. Exactly. And then I, I don't know if it's the hoofy guy. It's the like security chief of security yep. guy. He's, he, he's dumb. Yeah. Tumness is down near my favorite character, the Creek. Uh, <laughs> and then the, the paramilitary guys show up behind him and he's like, never, never approach downwind. Yep. And it's like, really? These paramilitary guys that never came up in in train. That's still a trope that we're doing of the like I smelled you. Uh, I'm like the superhero inhuman person, but really my skill is I can smell you. Do you notice how in that scene, yeah, he's wearing regular boots? No, I didn't notice that. He's wearing regular boots. I was so fancy. Fans, I was just in that creek. In my mind, I was just, just floating like, down oh, that man, creek. creek. That's my favorite character. No, I didn't notice that. Yeah, he's just wearing regular boots. It's like, again, I think they ran out of the production budget to animate his hooves. Yeah. So they're like, just put boots on. <laughs> Makes and sense. then in another scene, he takes, you actually see him when he's he's walking into the water to go after, what was the guy that's dead? The guy that's dead with the green? Triton. Triton. He's like, I think he's walking into the water to get Triton? Yeah, I don't know. to get that body. He, uh, there's very, like just a pair of boots on the, on the beach. It's an illusion. It's an alluding to. And his, his hooves are out again. Last favorite piece of dialogue. Uh, Maximus, the brother is overthrowing, uh, the kingdom, uh, dethroning the king and, uh, you know, taking, taking people by force at this point in time. And Medusa says, uh, if you do this, I'll never forgive you. And I was like, I'm not sure that forgiveness is on his mind. I would go something a little stronger. Like, if you do this, I will I will come back for you. It will come back to you tenfold. I would go with something stronger than I will never forgive you. I'm not sure that's at the top of his list. I don't think it's at the top of his list. Um, I think if you're looking for something a little bit stronger, you yeah. need to wa- watch episode two. Okay. Where Medusa straight up shanks a woman. Oh, right on. And just like... Not with her fu- hair, though. Nope, not with her hair. Oh. I am the queen of Atlantean, or whatever yeah. that is. Uh, Nobody tells me what to do. Superior time release heartburn control. Again, yeah. this is the hero. Yeah. <laughs> this is know. one of the heroes of this show. Nuts, man. Uh, so tell people that are listening and just sat through us talking uh, about a show that we that was so bad it was good. Why should somebody watch The Inhumans, do you think? I think somebody should watch The Inhumans because it's just fascinating to see misses mm-hmm. in a universe that is overall... Has very few of them. Very few of them. And overall, very, very successful. Yeah. I think most people watch listening to this show right now don't, uh, don't know that Inhumans exists on Disney Plus as part of your subscription with no extra charge. And so you should seek it out. Yeah. Because you should watch it for yourself and see whether or not you understand anything that's going on. And quite frankly, whether you agree with Aaron and I that the real hero of this story is the villain. Yeah. And the real villains are the heroes. If you could just go to like, get like a leadership coach. Uh, just to just to round out the image, I yeah. think Maximus is great. Yeah, just get some vitamin D. I mean, he's on the moon. Yeah, but you would think so he'd you know, have access to direct sunlight at that point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get some vitamin D. Yeah, like just like a positive speaking coach. Uh, do a couple of YouTube videos. Get some feedback in the comments on how you're coming off. Then I think you're a great. This is a thing that I hate about okay TV me. shows in general. Oh, when there is a brother dynamic. Yeah, and one brother 
who's the favored brother, is obviously like the handsome one, the got it all together one. Yeah. And the other one is like this sniveling worm tongue type of a character. That's very much what you got going on here. And you just think like, surely genetics don't miss that much. (laughs) Maybe they do. Where there is no way you can tell that those two are related. Right. But then, yeah, then there's also like, uh, well, he's evil. It's like, I know, but he's good looking. We, 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 we forgive a lot when because he's so good. You see Have how you handsome seen, he is. You seen the stubble? No, oh, he so can't stubble. be bad. Another yeah. thought that I had about the Inhumans was oh, tell me. whether or not any of those people change their care, their clothes ever. I had that exact same thought, mostly about uh, yeah, mostly about Medusa's uh, dress yeah. and uh, and sort the king's of like outfit. lavender thing. Yeah, where it just seems to be like that's a that's you know that's tricky dress to walk around in. Yeah. I, do you have any sort of like moon clothes? Did you pack anything for the moon specifically? Do you think they have multiple outfits of the same outfit, or do you think they just have one outfit? Uh, I yeah, I don't think it ever. I think it gets cleaned. I think they're, they're one of the Inhumans' power is just like uh, pretty good. Yeah, right on, man. Um, here's what I here's what I think. I liked your reason why people should watch it. When you watch WandaVision, yeah, a show that's hard to find a miss with and is so put together at every level of storytelling and cinematography and all that stuff like that, it's fun to watch something that did not look cheap to film. First of all, I don't no think way, the humans yeah. looks cheap. I think, no, it I agree. Like I it agree was expensive yeah. uh, to make. I think they took a, I think when they were dialogue aside, I think they're, when they were writing the plot beats, I thought they thought this makes a lot of sense. Um, cause it does. It's not like a crazy story. Yeah. Uh, so I think you should watch it just to see what else is out there to contrast it to WandaVision. Contrasting it to WandaVision is a perfect reason to watch it. And, and that it's, it is, it is watchable. I, it's not something you're going to fall in love with and be like, Oh, this is my new thing. But it, if you, Here's what you here's a perfect reason to watch it. Right now, sometime in the future, you're gonna be looking for something to watch while you're eating dinner or after dinner. And you could spend 30 minutes not finding anything and being like, hey, I guess we just waste time. Or just go start in humans right now. Just yeah, it's right. not great, but have fun watching just it. Just be entertained by it. Yeah, just be entertained by it. I that it is it is entertaining, but not for the reasons that they sent out to be entertaining. On a rotten tomato meter, uh zero to one hundred percent, one hundred percent being fresh and zero percent being completely rotten. That's how the rotten tomato meter works for all you people out there. What would you give this? One hundred is super fresh. Zero is ugh. ugh. If I if I'm I, I'm not trying to be prone to hyperbole, yeah, I think I'd probably give it a thirty-five, forty percent. Oh wow, nice. That's really good. What would you give it? Seventeen. You would give a 17%. 17%. You are closer to what the tomato meter is. I believe oh, the wow. tomato meter is 11%. Oh, nice. See, that's the thing. That's why I'm saying is that for me, when you go 35, 40%, let's go 35. Let's okay. go 30. Let's go 30. Let's go 30%. Yeah. When you go 30%, that is not at a level of like, it's so bad you have to experience That's not. This. That's just... I don't know if I wasted my time or not. I feel like I might have. Yes. 8% is like this. You got to watch this thing. This like you terrible. have no idea what you're missing yeah, exactly. because you can enjoy this on a completely different level. So that's why I say like, should people watch this? I, I don't know. Again, if you've got nothing else to watch, I, I would watch it as a great juxtaposition to WandaVision. Watch like WandaVision. incredible, incredible storytelling when it comes to TV versus not very good storytelling from the same universe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Storytelling, really bad dialogue, a bunch of creative decisions that just don't make any sense and don't read well. It suffers on multiple levels. The story in itself is fine. It's just set up wildly and doesn't make yeah, any sense. Yeah, but you only went through one episode. You got five episodes left, my friend. That's true. I feel like I watched the whole season. Oh, no. Now you need to. <laughs> yeah. Well, No. That was a fun episode. I enjoyed it. It sure was. Uh, Hey, listen, if you actually end up watching Inhumans, would you let us know? Please. We would love to hear what your thoughts are on it. 
Uh, believe it or not, I already got a text from somebody today that said, in preparation for your Inhuman show, I watched Inhumans. Can I get my time back? Aw, no. True story. But, I mean, maybe. No, but thanks for watching. We appreciate it. Maybe you can get it back by enjoying this episode. I Maybe not. Um, maybe you just double down at that point. Maybe you just double down at that point. But I'm glad you watched it. Right on. Let us know what you think uh, by hitting us up on Instagram or Instagram. Twitter or uh, email. We got a lot of ways you can get a hold of us. Yeah. This has been Bob Suds and Banthas. Uh, we love making this show, and we sure hope you've enjoyed listening to it. We release every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, iHeart, wherever you listen to podcasts. Please be sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, and we would love it if you left us a review. We'd like to know what you think about the show, and it really helps other people find out about the show. Uh, in the meantime, we'd like to thank a special listener for Yay. leaving us a review. Who is it? We'd like to thank Drummer Logan, who oh. left us a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts. He says, five-star entertainment, without a doubt, one of the best Disney podcasts being made. The banter between Scott and Aaron is hilarious, and their rapport with each other on air makes for a very entertaining episode. A must-listen if you're a Disney fan. Hey, Logan, thank you so much yeah, for thanks, leaving Logan. us that awesome review. We really appreciate it. Again, we would love it if you left us a review over on Apple Podcasts. Do it right now. You can yeah. even do it right in the app. You can. You leave five stars for Bob Sleds and Banthas. You don't review uh, Inhumans on no, no, our No, no. Do not review yeah. Inhumans. That's not how it works. On our behalf. Yeah. It's just for this show. You could review and our And not even this review. episode. Like, our, like, our like overall. Overall. What you're thinking. Exactly. We would love it. You can email us, podcast at bobsandbanthas.com if you have an idea for the show or you want to do some sort of collaboration with us. Yeah. You can support us over at Patreon. We're patreon.com forward slash bobsandbanthas where we, we release exclusive audio content every week. If you want to hear our review of Ray and the Last Dragon, we just posted that. Yeah, I got a 40-minute uh, pretty good pretty good review of Ray and the Dragon. Really I, like where, I like where we ended up on that. I do too. You can wear us. We are tpublic.com. You can search Bob's and Banthas. We got a whole lot of different styles up there. Uh, big request, by the way, for the Bantha Tier uh, t-shirt that you posted on Instagram. Oh, really? Ago. Yep. Uh, we got I wasn't happy with the way it ended, so I'm still working on it. No, you go back to it. Okay. You can join the, us and the Bantha Tears for more fun over on Instagram. We're at Bob's and the Banthas. Until next week, thanks for listening. And by the way, next week, again, is our one-year anniversary. We're going to blow the doors out. It's going to yeah, be awesome. Are. He's been Aaron. Hey, Scott, do you know where Bolt went? And I've been Scott. Oh, bolt a gun. <laughs> <laughs> and we've been Bob Sus and Banthas. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every day. This Saturday night. Now there are more new rides for more fun. In electro-synthomagnetic musical sound. Through the magic of light and sound. Yes, there's more fun at Disneyland in Anaheim. Open every day, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done.